The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Rory Corkin is joining us now. He of the famous garden centre family, a horticulturalist himself. Uh, good morning, Porik. A very good morning to you, Pat. What now, a great introduction. In that august role, you're a guest speaker at the annual garden festival in Mallow. I am indeed. So I'm heading to Cork this Friday, Saturday and Sunday, Pat. We're back with the Mallow Garden and Home Festival. So I'm going to really enjoy that. And my talk is actually going to be on biodiversity in the garden. So I'm going to be advising people how to encourage the bees and butterflies back into their garden. So that's this Friday, Saturday and Sunday in Mallow. And I'm really looking forward to it. Now, we want to talk briefly about Summer Colour before going into the loads of questions we have for you. Um, People like Summer Colour, and it would be nice to to get something that pops up again next year without any extra work. And there's such a wide range of plants available at the moment, Pant. I'm thinking of plants like lupins, which are just coming into flower at the moment. The lovely peony roses are blooming beautifully at the moment and, of course, flower every year. Plants like the alliums and astilbes and all those perennial cottage garden plants, alstroemerias, rudbeckias, they're all available for planting now. I generally associate them with Chelsea Flower Show bloom because they start blooming at this time of year and go right into late autumn, early November. Plants like sedums and asters flower right up until November. So this is the time of year in May to plant perennial cottage garden plants in your garden. And most of them multiply, patch. They actually increase in size every year and they come back reliably year after year. They're well worth planting. Now you have a warning of blight. How, how does blight spread? It spreads, Pat, when we get mild, humid, moist weather, which we're experiencing at the moment. And generally from about the middle of May right through until late September, blight can be an issue. But particularly at this time of year, this clam, clammy, humid weather, it spreads on moisture. And um, so when we get this wet warm conditions, blight is is really a problem. And it can be there from the previous year. It can be on old seed potatoes or old stalks that might be knocking around and spread on to developing stems. So really my advice is to protect your potatoes and your tomato plants because tomatoes and potatoes are in the same family, the Solanaceae family, and both can suffer from blight. So my advice as well, if you're keeping uh, tomatoes in the greenhouse or potatoes in the greenhouse, don't wet the foliage. Try to water the soil, not the foliage. Keep it dry. But do get on the blight sprays now. And if you use something like the bare blight spray, that'll protect the plants for up to two to three weeks. Uh, a question from Jackie. Is there an organic blight control product available There is indeed. There's one called the Bordeaux mixture. It's recognised as an organic treatment for blight. It's a contact spray, Pat. You need to use it a little bit more often than than some of the traditional ones. But look for that Bordeaux mixture. It's actually used in France on the grapevines to prevent against mildew, downy mildew and and, uh, powdery mildew. And is very effective at controlling blight as well. So look for that in your local garden centre, the Bordeaux mix or a copper Copper uh, spray okay. for now. For now Jackie has another question. What do I do about ivy under a beech hedge? Will it damage the hedge, or uh, can I remove it? And how should I remove it? Well, ivy is not parasitic. I mean, we've had this question quite a number of times and really it uses the hedge for support more than anything else. Beech is in full leaf at the moment and the birds may be using it at the moment for nesting. So maybe just check that out first, Jackie, just make sure there's no uh, birds nesting in the hedge at the moment and maybe treat the ivy later on in November. You can simply just scuffle it out. It comes out quite easily if you scuffle it um, at ground level. The flowers on my irises appear to be dying almost as soon as they have bloomed. Could you ask Porik why that might be? 
that's a little bit of dry rot on irises, Pat. It's it's quite common. It's a little fungal disease that can affect the flowers, particularly when we get this kind of this weather conditions, this kind of moist, wet, humid weather. Um, the listener can put on a little bit of fungus clear, which is a fungicide which will stop this from occurring and the, give the, the irises a feed and they'll come back into full growth. Um, my pink foxgloves have turned white this year. They were dark pink for the last three years. Any ideas why? That's from Neve. Well, it's quite common, Neve, on foxgloves. Remember, foxgloves are a biennial, which means that they last for two years. So the fact that you've had them for three years, you've done really, really well. But what happens with foxgloves, they cross-pollinate with other uh, varieties that might be in neighbouring gardens or whatever. And you generally end up after a couple of years with a whole mixture of different colours, whites, pinks and the traditional purple. So remember that foxgloves are biennial. If you get two to three years out of them, they tend to die out. And what Neva is seeing is actually some young seedlings that were sown this time last year actually come into flower this year. So enjoy them. They're absolutely beautiful. What is Porrick's best advice to get lawn grass growing again after using sulfate uh, or iron and raking away the dead moss or with okay, so iron the, sulfate? Yeah, the, the, the listeners use the sulfate of iron, which can be, you know, it does kill the moss, but it can leave the lawn a little bit disheveled and looking black in patches. Really, my advice is to reseed any of the areas that may be bare at this time of year. Again, the weather is ideal for that, but also put on a good quality lawn feed. Something like the, the zero lawn feed or the Osmo lawn feed will green up the lawn again and get it back into good growth. Is it OK to put down weed barrier and chippings around Portuguese laurel that was planted last October? And if not... What else might I do? That's from Seamus. Well, Seamus, you have the option of getting out the garden hoe and keeping it, it, it wed in that way. But the permeable um, material, the, you can get a special material that fits onto mypex, it's called. It fits in around the base of the plant. It allows water to pass through. It allows the soil to breathe as well. And also when Seamus is feeding the plants, the mypex will allow the fertilizer to travel through and you can put bark or chippings Mm. on top of that just to disguise it. What edible flowers can I grow from plants or seed? I want to grow a selection for summer salads. Oh, what a great question. And you're perfectly at the right time of year. So edible flowers, plants like violas, pansies, Begonias of all plants do really are, are edible. The flowers are edible. Corn flowers. The common honeysuckle path that grows in our hedgerows is edible. Fuchsia flowers can be ed- as well. Um, scented geraniums. The lovely lemon scented geranium produces pink flowers that are edible. And of course, nasturtiums are one of the best edible flowers. And all of those are available in plants now. Or indeed, you can still sow them from seed and totally edible. Lovely in drinks as well during the summer period. I'd like to replace our 20-metre laurel garden hedge with a more native hedge. That would be better for wildlife. Um, Frank wants to know, what would you suggest? Okay, well, the plant that comes to top of mind would be a ligustrum, ligustrum vulgare, which is our native privet plant, Pat. It has semi-evergreen leaves, dark green leaves, 12 months of the year, white flowers in the summer that the bees absolutely adore, and have, it has a beautiful scent. And also the privet hawk moth visits privet um, and lays its little caterpillars during the summer period. So that's a really good biodiverse Mm. hedge to put in. Um, So that'll be lovely. I'm looking for a flowering plant for a large pot, something with a clean stem, a standard in other words, to allow me to plant around the base. Okay, well, there's again, there's quite a number of, if you want something flowering, again, you can get standard hydrangeas. So there's a lovely one called Switch, which starts flowering white, 
then changes to pink as we go through the summer. And it flowers literally from early June right through again to November. So look for that one, hydrangea switch. You could also get standard fuchsias, which would be nice. Standard abutilons would be lovely as well. Or even a standard miniature rose would be lovely. And all of those will flower right through the summer. Uh, Best oxygenating plants to create balance in a green pond? Well, this Erodia is quite a good one, Pat. It produces lots of oxygen in the water. It simply, all you do is just literally drop it into the pond. Normally, it comes with a little lead weight that will pull it down into the water and it will just start to grow up to the surface. And it's brilliant for oxygenating ponds at the moment. And there are lots of oxygenators available in garden centres at the moment. Uh, I have an apple tree about three years old. The bark about halfway up has gone brown and is peeling off. It's also peeling at the bottom. Some leaves are brown and dying. It's a lovely little tree. I'd hate to lose it. That's from Robin. Well, it sounds, Robin, that you've got a little bit of bacterial canker. So that is, as you describe, it tends to be flaky bark. My advice really is to sand that down. So clean it off and sand it down and get a little bit of prune and seal in your local garden centre. So it's a specific treatment that you can literally just dab onto the wound and it provides a sealing compound to keep any further fungal diseases from from, um, attacking the plant. So just sand it down, dab it with the prune and seal and that will heal it up. All right. Well, Porik, thank you very much for all of uh, that advice. That's uh, our resident gardener, Porik Horkin. The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.